It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. We are streaming live on YouTube at the Team 980, where I am frantically trying to get the graphics package together where I thought it already was. And so the right thing can be on the screen in case someone's like, hmm, do I want to do I want to take in the show today? Let's see what they're talking about with the graphic on the screen. And instead, I I don't have that available until until right now, when I now have been able to find the things, Anthony, that I need. Although as I look at your screen slash look over at you, you're trying to find the things you need. Basically, we did a bad job of being prepared for the start of the show today. That's a that's a, a group failure on our part which we own, um, that's okay. The rest of the show, I promise, will be better. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So here's what I want to do on the show today. Um, I, want to, I want to open up the phones to talk about this monumental sports move to Virginia because we didn't get a chance to do that at all yesterday. We had tremendous guests, um, and I would highly recommend listening to every single interview we did yesterday. If you did not get a chance to listen to the whole show, it's all available on YouTube at team 980 and at Craig Hoffman. Uh, it's on the Hoffman show podcast feed uh, at this point. I mean, technically you can rewind in the Odyssey app to the end of the show yesterday. It stays up for 24 hours at a time. So we are erasing yesterday as we go today. That is the nature of how 24 hours works. Um, but we had incredible insight on like the social and cultural sides of things, uh, as well as some history from Clinton Yates, who obviously lived in D.C. for 40 years and wrote for the Washington Post and D.C. Me- you know covered Metro on top of sports and all that kind of stuff. Um, we had like the true economics of it all with Andy Zimbalas. We had something that I am really proud of that we did because I think it's wound up being one of the more fascinating interviews we did yesterday. Adam Tuss from NBC4 was awesome. He's their transportation reporter, and he talked about how precarious the situation is for D.C. and and Alexandria's, uh, or really Alexandria's traffic and the metro side of this and why he is very uh, unconvinced that this is a final done deal because he's not 100% sure that some of the logistical hurdles that remain that certainly Monumental Sports is aware of and that the the state assembly is aware of in Virginia can actually be overcome. It's going to be difficult and it's going to cost money and where that money comes from is going to matter because do people downstate uh, in Virginia want to give more money to Northern Virginia? Probably not, at least not without some concessions, but that's politics, baby. So we'll see how that all goes. Um, so there's there were so many great guests that we had yesterday. Um Obviously, I've received all kinds of different feedback with, with my thoughts yesterday uh, to open the show. Some saying thank you for saying the thing that nobody else seems to be saying. Thank you for standing up for us, people that are in D.C. and to a lesser extent, but also certainly in Maryland, who are like, you know, D.C. is the center. D.C., like, we can, everyone can be happy if it comes closer to them, but like, if we're trying to be fair, D.C. is the center and that's where it should be. I got some feedback on that. I got a lot of people that were super angry and telling me to shut up and Ted Leonces can do whatever he wants. And that's fine. And I'd like to quickly respond to one point that those people are making that I think is an important thing to say. Um, 
and and then we'll take some calls at 301-230-0980 and we can talk uh, caller to radio host and, and go through whatever points it is that you, the callers, want to get to. But the idea that this is just capitalism in action belies the fact that there is another way and is also a straight-up lie within itself. Ted Leonsis moving his teams to Virginia from D.C. And this would be true if they were in Virginia and he was moving them to D.C. This was true when the commanders left RFK for Landover. This was true when the Wizards left Baltimore for Landover and Landover for D.C. in the first place. This happens in America because American sports are not capitalism. American sports are oligarchy. To be very clear, oligarchy is when a small group of people controls all of the power and often with it money. But in this case, we're talking about the power, right? If Stan Kroenke wants to move the Rams, something that people in St. Louis had been rooting for for decades, even though they initially stole them from L.A., back to L.A., he's allowed to do that because... It's an oligarchy. He has the power. It's not just that he could make more money in L.A. and thus capitalism. Because capitalism requires competition. In Europe, in soccer, if I want, if let's say I was a bloke living in South London. I don't even know if South London's the best part of London. I'm a bloke living in London. And I want to start a soccer team. And me and my friends start a soccer team. And we go into what's called a non-league league, right? So we're, we're in like the seventh tier of English football, English soccer, right? So we're like playing against other non-professional teams. We're not paying anybody. Like it's just amateurs out there playing. But we're in a league and we win the league. Well, now we go up a league, Okay. Now, and this happens in, you know, youth, whatever. You go up a level, down a level with your your team, um, but they're not connected to the professional league because it's youth sports. But, like, in adult rec sports, imagine if, like, a Volo, you know, flag football team could win enough that they wind up playing in the NFL. That's how it is in England. Now, the economics are completely different, and now with so much of the foreign wealth money uh, you know, foreign governments basically owning teams like Newcastle and Manchester City, like the chances that those teams are going to fall out of the Premier League or whatever. Like, I realize that we're talking in like the most extremes of hypotheticals here, but there are teams that have been out of league football down in the fifth tier that have made it all the way back up to the Premier League. A Luton Town right now in the Premiership, in the Premier League, the top league in England within the last decade and a half was playing in the fifth tier of English football. If you've watched Welcome to Wrexham, you very much understand this. And what you see is competition truly driving it. Matters on the field, it matters off the field what you do. Because in London, there's like six Premier League teams. And if Chelsea continues to fall on their face, well, certainly there's an extreme amount of loyalty amongst the fans. If they... They might just be like, you know what? I can go across the street basically and root for Fulham, and I'm, I I would rather root for Fulham, or Arsenal, or Crystal Palace, 
Why? Because there's legitimately six Premier League teams in London. That's not how it works here. There's 32 NFL teams, and the only co- like yes, New York uh, and LA have two apiece, but there's not going to be another DC NFL team fighting for your attention, which is why Dan Snyder was able to act like a clown for 25 years with very limited repercussions and then sell the team for $6 billion. It's why Stan Kroenke can take the Rams out of St. Louis and just go to L.A. because all the other owners just care about the money. And it's purely financial, but it's controlled by the small number of people, and thus it is oligarchy, not capitalism. Capitalism requires competition. And there's a whole bunch of other problems in this country that are related to the deregulation when it comes to competition and capitalism, where you have a bunch of monopolies in a bunch of different places. But sports has been like that in America forever. But because of the finances now, teams do this stuff where they make moves based off money, not what's actually best for the fans. Nobody used to move sports teams unless they were legitimately failing. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we can go make more money somewhere else. Let's move the team. It doesn't happen in the rest of the world. And so, again, is it is that a little overstated comparing, or a lot overstated, uh, if I were to be comparing Cronky uh, moving the Rams to and from L.A. and the Capitals and Wizards being moved to and from D.C. to Virginia? Yes, that would be a way over... Uh, way over, uh, you know, balancing two sides of an equal sign. It's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying the system that allows that to happen is the same one that says, oh, yeah, Leontis can just move his team to Virginia. And, and we're all just supposed to accept it. I just reject that premise. I reject the premise that we have to just let the rich guy make more money. And David Aldridge wrote this. I thought incredible. There was a bunch of great columns, so many great uh, takes on this. David Aldridge in The Athletic was phenomenal. Barry Sferluga in The Washington Post was phenomenal. And one of the things that David said was essentially, forgive me if I would prefer a different outcome than Ted Leonsis dying a little bit more rich. And that's what we're talking about here. I do not have any uh, any grudge against Ted Leonsis for wanting to make money. I, in fact, want him to make money because that means he's running a healthy business and it's eventually going to help him win, which is the thing that most of us care about the most. As long as you're, you know, you you cross the line, the threshold of decency in your building, unlike what was happening in Ashburn, um, that as long as that is met, then winning is the next most important thing. And... With that said, like, I don't begrudge Leonsis for making money. I begrudge him for prioritizing money, for trying to maximize his profit as opposed to balancing making a profit with what is actually best for the fans for a thing that we share communally, even if he is the one who technically owns it. So, yes, if you want to pick apart on semantics, when I say the team belongs to the people, yeah, of course it belongs to Leonsis 
on the legal paperwork. Spiritually, culturally, emotionally, belongs to everyone who's a DC sports fan. And a rich guy maximizing his richness is, in my opinion, is not, should not be how that asset is treated. This isn't some holding company. This isn't venture capital. This is a sports team. It works because of the fans. It works because of the economy created around it. And so making sure that those people, your customers, the fans are served should be the first thing that matters with your profits coming somewhere after. And yes, you can do both. It's just which do you prioritize? And I think Leonsis is telling us that he is prioritizing the money. Some people will, won't, won't fault him for that. I do. It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980. We're always live as well on the free Odyssey app. When we get back, your calls, 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. The Hoffman Show on the Team 980 and always live on the free Odyssey app.